ready, man. All right, man, off the rip. What does abide means? <laughs> I settled this. What does what? <laughs> These guys is fighting before we do all of this. What does abide mean? How y'all feel? What, was, what chapter was that? I think ab- oh, that was 15. 15. Right. What do you think, Ange? Yo, yo. What up? <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's let's get straight Welcome. to the smoke, man. Let's get straight Welcome. to the action, they man. They want the fire. Yeah, so what up, man? What smoke. does abide mean, smoke. man? That's the wrong podcast. Yo, yeah. man. What does abide mean? <laughs> Welcome Yo, to the knowing part. I think podcast. abide means. <laughs> but you, listen, we gotta tell. We gotta tell them what's going on. This is new. Yeah. All right. That's true. That's so now true. they're seeing faces. Now they're seeing. Yo, man. They know what it is, video. man. Yo, what does abide mean, man? <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about. <laughs> so this is the wrap up show for. Season one, uh, the Gospel of John. Um, for those of you guys that's been with us from episode one, um, we've had 25 or 26. You know, I, I can never get the number right. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. So this is the wrap up, and we're just coming together to speak on how um, it affected us. You know, I know me personally, this affected me. And I think it, it bonded us as, as brothers just going through this going through this experiment of creating a podcast and um, putting our thoughts, putting our ideas, putting the things that we learn out there. And um, I think even taking a step further now with you know, putting our faces out there, we were just voices before, but now they could put faces to the, to the deep voices, except for Ange. Ange got the squeaky voice, right? I got a squeaky <laughs> voice? Filthy. I got a filthy voice. Nah, but yeah, man, we here, man. It's it's, it's done. It's, 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 you know, it's a wrap for season one, so we just we just got to kick it. Yeah, man. I mean, so the network's talk. called. They canceled us. All right, Mike, go mm-hmm. ahead, man. Go ahead. What does it buy me? Break it down. Set it off, not son. Me. I am, I'm not the one who was fighting off what are you screen, fighting? man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, man. Y'all fighting about, about what abide. What chapter was that, Angela? 15. So what do you feel abide Let means, me just man. read it real quick. Yeah, it says, I am the true vine, and mm-hmm. my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, and it may bear more fruit. So the problem here, we're not seeing Pro- eye to eye. There's a problem Mar- here. Marcus and Angelo is fighting again. Yeah. You can just go back and listen to the old episode. What number was that? I don't even know. Well, wait, yo, first of all, before I forget, because I already forgot twice, I got a special shout out. Oh, we have a couple of shout outs. Yeah, we got a couple. Yo, what is this video music box? Saying, yo, man, well, no, 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 no. Gotta, I think call out the homies. Man. I think I gotta do this to our first uh, and to our, our first email to our first emailer. Did Ange answer that? Dog, listen, the whole I don't season. Emails, dog. The whole season. Yo, holy <laughs> guys, listen, listen. No, let me tell you what the problem is. The whole season, our inbox was dry, dry, dry. <laughs> And we Yo, finally got an email, and I want to shout out this person. I don't even know who it is, but I want to give straight him a shout tumbleweed, out. Straight tumbleweed, though. The email was straight tumbleweed, man. Man, it'll be messed up if I can't even Desert. find it. Did I delete it? Yo, how you delete the one email? Yo, Papa, you know who you are, Papa. <laughs> the one. Remember that oh, dude that okay. sent that email? Jerry G. Jerry. Jerry G. Appreciate you, Jerry. I'm not going to give his full government because, you know. But, yo, first first email to the knowing. Yo. We no should put that on a wall somewhere. Yo, yeah, we should clap that in. Print, yeah. print it out and frame it. Yeah, frame it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? <laughs> Jerry G is our first email, man. Print Give him out. a shout out. All right, back to the business. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man. I just had to get that out of the way. <laughs> hey, but what about, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. what about our other fans? Go ahead. Fans. 
Yo, man. Why are you it's always right. trying to make me look like that? <laughs> <laughs> trying to make me look bad, bro. <laughs> I don't got to try, man. Guy. They're not fans, <laughs> B. You do a good job doing it. Listen, they're not fans. They're, they're brothers and sisters in Christ. Or, or potential. Potential brothers and sisters mm, in Christ. That's true. That's I mean, listen, it don't matter. We love you all, humanity, Brothers and sisters in humanity. And then there's brothers and sisters in Christ. This guy. All right, whatever. Sounds <laughs> sound like some new age stuff. Always <laughs> takes it there. Why you getting, always, why you getting we mystic? Go, we could go with it. You're mystical on me, bro. This guy always takes Look, it there. All right, let's get serious. Let's get serious. What's what's known part? What's known part? We only know in part. <laughs> I mean, what is it? I mean, it's just four dudes coming together, reading the word, sharpening each other, edifying each other, and whoever's listening. Yeah, strengthen. Well, the most important um, reason that we do this is in order to get the word out so that people may be blessed and receive, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ as, the, as their Savior, as their personal Savior. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose. It's mm-hmm. more so of an evangelistical tool in order for us to reach lost souls so that they could come to know our Lord and say, this, the one that we are so dearly beloved to, that we love so dearly with all our hearts, minds, and souls. All right. Um, no in part is First Corinthians 13 and 9. It says, for we know in part and mm-hmm. we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is yeah. come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Amen. So I think that speaks to the angle in which we approach it, right? As four guys that know some things and don't know a lot of things. Yeah. And we just have the freedom and the liberty to speak about it. Word. Because yeah. we have freedom and liberty. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, you know, we... Because we, we live in America. And the thing is that, you know, we're totally... Uh, there's total unity amongst the fundamental, the necessity of it, knowing that Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, uh-huh. the gospel, the gospel message, his death, resurrection, you know, his burial. But there is liberty in the non-essentials. Right. And this is what we're showing to, the, to, to everyone. Yeah. And we know in part because we have the word of God. You know, this is what we center, the, um, you know, the podcast around is the word of God. And we discuss it because these are the things we know. God has left his word for us. He has not left us in the dark. Right. And that's what we're discussing, what the word says, what we know. You know. And I would add to that and saying that even though we speculate. <laughs> speculation. First speculations. <laughs> and I, I would add to that to say, and I, I think I could speak to all of us, that these are the things that matter. Right. The word of God is what matters above everything else. Mm. Word. Amen. Right. Amen. Yep. Um, the so only thing that matters. And yep. we went through the book of John. You know, the book of John is, um, John so says he write these things so that, you know, we may believe. And, you know, I think that's why I wanted to start in the book of John because I feel like that is, if there was any book that I would have to, let's say, share the word of God with somebody who didn't believe or a non-believer, it would be the book of John. Hmm. Yeah. You know? The theology and exactly. it, the things that are revealed about Christ. Um, the most important thing that Christ is God. You know how he starts the book. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. I think that is the most important thing that you have to understand about Jesus Christ. That he is God. Right. What you guys, you guys don't agree? No, Everybody so. looking at me Yo, like me I'm you. crazy. Yo, the thing that, mean, every time that, that first verse is read, let me tell you, I, it's just a solemn reverence That's it. to that first verse. It's like every you know, everyone must get quiet and listen to that. What the up? same thing like Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God, that's where it's at. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the so, beginning was the word. Right? So, so I want to read real, real quick. Um, 
Mike, you said, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name, right? That, mm-hmm. I'm going to underline it. I was about to say that's underlined in my Bible, but it's not. Mm, now it is. <laughs> but I'm about to underline it right now. See, the Lord's so that I won't be a liar. You don't want to be a liar? <laughs> repent and repent on the first right. So that I won't be a liar, right? May have life. So, right. that, so I think that's the... Dog, I have life. You have life. You have life. You have life. Mm. Right, everybody over here have life. And we want everybody right. to have life. We want people hearing this that we don't even know. I think our desire is um so that people may have life in the name of christ right because you know go back to chapter one right ralph in the beginning um the introduction Mm -hmm. right this this um uh creation theme that that john brings out and it speaks about jesus christ um being life right correct in him in verse four this is this is chapter one verse four in him was life and the life was the light of men. So, um, you know, just still speaking on what this is, um, why we, you know, get together every week and <laughs> every six days, every six days, and <laughs> and just you know, verse by verse, you know, m- making it a point to read or to make Ange read every verse <laughs> of the Bible because. Out of everything that's coming out of this uh, podcast, that's what's important, the word of God. Word. And then we just add our two cents, yeah. right? But it's, it's centered and we're elevating the word of God. And Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal the way you say in him was life. Because without him, all you're doing is surviving and striving. Mm. You know, you're trying to live. Mm-hmm. But you, you're not living until you have him in your life. Mm, I agree. You know what I'm saying? You do not have, you know, like uh, when you go into creation and all that, you see that man, he's just a body and a soul, conscious, just the physical and the conscious, the kind is with and the science, the science part is with knowledge. So in that knowledge, that conscious that your Lord uses in order to reveal himself to you. Right. So you're just a body and the soul. But until you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the only time you receive the spirit. And now you become a tripartite human being mm-hmm. where now you have body, soul, and spirit. spirit. Other than that, you're, we're just beasts without Jesus Christ. Word. We need him to have life. Mm-hmm. So, so um, go ahead. No, how many, just a quick question. How many times did you guys ever read the book of John, like through the book? Just, you know, it doesn't have to be exact. Um. I don't think I ever went through the whole book. I probably went part way, read here and there, but this is the first time I think I completely went from through. beginning to end, verse by verse, yeah. yeah, without skipping. And I know that I didn't skip a chapter. I didn't skip a verse that I could honestly say I went through the whole book of John. But yeah. you, you've you read oh, yeah. at one time or another, maybe not you know, through the whole thing, but... I'm pretty sure you've read every chapter. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, here and there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I've, I think I've, yeah, I've read the book of John multiple times. I'll say at least 
Like I say, I might I've been saved about eight times. I might have been through about. Wait, you've four been times. saved eight times? <laughs> no, eight, yeah. lost your salvation. <laughs> he almost, he almost got away with it. He almost <laughs> got away with it. Thanks. Good, like good, a cat. Because Andrew's <laughs> always questioning people's <laughs> salvation. I know you did not lose <laughs> your salvation, brother. Because we don't believe in that kind <laughs> of stuff. Ralph's, so, a, Ralph's a cat. <laughs> I know I've been so, saved eight times. Yes. Yeah, so, so about eight years. So I would say about um, four, four to five times I've read through it. But I think this time has been the most essential time. Because yeah. I really dug deeper and deeper and went in a little bit, you know, with the Greek. I went a little, you know, just to really, um, and it spoke to me even more. And so many things spoke to me that right. I didn't see the first four times. Right. right. So I, I, I think maybe twice for sure, right, that I kind of went through the whole book, just reading it from beginning to end. And yeah, I'd probably think? say one or two times before two this. Times. And, but so, yeah, this was, this was definitely, like Ralph said, the best time. Yeah, so you know, you know, Mike came up with uh idea to kind of uh, encapsulate this thing that we used to have on Saturday mornings. Yeah, big up to Mike, son. And um and broadcast it, right? Broadcast it to the world, to the interweb. We put it on the interweb and broadcast it to the world. And I think we were all in in agreement to go through John because it's a very important book. Yeah. So, being that we we you know, all of us probably been through it multiple times. Um, I know I've, you know, God spoke to me differently. Like I've learned um, deeper things about Jesus going through it this time. Um, what are some of the things that you realize or that you learn or that the Lord spoke to you going through it this time and, you know, this vehicle that we're using, knowing that, the things that we're saying, right, is going to go out there and it's going to stay out there. And it could potentially be influential to some people, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I think our faith, you know, I keep speaking for you guys, but you guys could always correct me if I'm wrong. But I think our faith is in that the Holy Spirit is always leading our podcast. And mm -hmm. if somebody says something off, right, if somebody, hey, that's off, we realize it and then we kind of speak about it. But what are some of the things that you might have realized, like, man, I've been through this a couple of times, and, you know, I never saw this. The one thing that jumps out at me is uh, John the Baptist, him knowing and fully understanding the gospel. I think that's one of the things that really jumped out at me. I, although I've read it, I, he, his level of understanding, yeah. and I think when he says, like, you're John the Baptist among of all you know, people born, born of women, this man was, was, he was a great prophet. Greatest, right? The greatest because he understood the gospel in yeah. its entirety. Yeah. You yeah. know? And that was one of the things that, I mean, I, I, that, it's like I glazed over it. It's like I, it was veiled to me. But this time, it jumped. I was like, yo, now I understand why Jesus said that about John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that, that stood out to me. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we we spoke about that in one yeah. of one of the episodes. I forget, but um, Ange? yeah, I mean, I just love how he met so many of these individuals, and, and th their situations were all different. You know, you got the woman at the well, um, and I love how it says there in, in the verse uh, that was chapter four, um, verse four says, "But he needed to go through Samaria." Mm -hmm. He didn't have to go that way, but that divine appointment that he already knew from the beginnings of the earth 
um, from the beginnings of time. You know, he knew these all of these divine appointments, the paralytic, the blind, um, just all of those those miracles that we read of. And just all of those people are in different situations, just like all of us are. And he always meets us in the same way mm-hmm. with that grace, with that compassion and with the final outcome wanting to be that we know who he is and we realize who Jesus is. And it doesn't matter where you find yourself in life, you know, and I found myself in difficult times, even as a Christian, different difficult seasons. And he always meets me in the same way. And it's just, you know, basically reading this this documentary of him, you know, mm-hmm. and everything that he did on this earth and learning more about him. I could read this 20 more times and every time I'm going to, you know, learn something new. And that's just the beauty of the word and the beauty of who Jesus is. And um yeah, man, it just you fall more in love with him, you know, the more you read his word. So that's the one thing I just fell in love with him a little bit more. All right. Mike, um, I would think that uh, just John's focus um, in the gospel is, you know, is about uh, eternal life. Like John three sixteen is probably the most famous scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, um. That was Christ's mission. That's why he came and he sacrificed himself is that we may have eternal life. And um, John focuses on the word life through the whole gospel. And that was his focus about life. And when you think about just um, how he ends the book with Christ, the resurrected Christ, um, just going around constantly to his disciples, showing himself that he's alive. You know, it didn't end with his death. You know, the crucifixion and the burial, that, that's not it. You know, yes, the, uh, the price was paid, but that's not it. The, the important part is that Jesus Christ resurrected, that he's alive, that he has life, that he is life. Those things focusing on Christ being life and just, you know, him saying that he's the water. You know, he's the bread. He's the light. These things are essential to life. And that's, the, that's what it's about. You know, it's about eternal life. It's about having life in Jesus Christ. So, um, I think that was just, I understood that when Paul, you know, Paul says that, you know, without the resurrection, we are to be pitied. Mm -hmm. You know, if Christ is not alive, then, then this, this means nothing. You know, if Jesus Christ stayed buried, you know, and he was, he's still in the grave, then this means nothing. No, Jesus Christ is alive. He's alive right now, Mm -hmm. sitting at the right hand of the father. And that's what's important. And, um, it's like what you shared earlier, Marcus is, that's our that's 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 our desire, you know. That's why you share the gospel is that you want everybody to have life, mm, you know, because right. that's what's important, you know. Yeah. So, um, just that f- his focus in this gospel was about life. It wasn't about death, you know. Yeah, we understand Jesus Christ died, but his focus was about life. That you may believe that you may have life. Mm. Yeah, you got the Gucci's on though. <sighs> <laughs> Yo, dog, I said all of that and all you're yeah, worried about is I'm looking at Mike and I'm seeing the, 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 the red and the, the chill, green. Chill, son. You got the, the Gucci's I see you, man. Sunday. Yo, baby. See you. Yo, you out of order. Yo, that's, that's sponsor money's on. Point, Yo. Man. Son, I already got sponsored by, by, uh, by Red Bull, but I ain't say nothing. <laughs> Yo, hold you know on what? a minute, hold on a minute. Uh, uh, yo, we see what happened when you started? We're going to blur. see what happened when you started? Yo, Nate, yo, just stop bl- busy. Just <laughs> blur. Uh, just blur. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're going to blur that whole thing out. Oh, <laughs> man. 
Just put a bear. Just a big <laughs> cartoon <laughs> bear a, there. For those, blur, blur my face out. For bro. those four seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what I realized in John. You know, and we always know that. You know, each of the gospels. You know, is speaking about a different aspect of Christ, and John was about the deity of Christ. Right. But I never realized how Christ was talking. He was pretty straightforward in what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Mm. It wasn't veiled. Right. Me reading it now, I was like, he was very direct in what he was saying. Right. He was like, yeah, I'm not from here. I'm from someplace else. Mm. Right. He was like, my time is before Abraham. And he was so... You know, because back in the days, I used to read it, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like a, a dark saying, the way he's breaking it down. But right, no, right. he was clear, and he right. was direct in what he was saying. And me reading it this time, and I'm like, yo, this is clear yeah. of what he was saying. And every time they asked him a question, he was like, yo, I told you, but you guys is not listening. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? And then he, he's saying, yo, I'm, I came from God. I came from my father. Oh, yeah, I was here before. And it was clear. And me reading it this time, I was like, wow. This is, it, he wasn't speaking in codes and he wasn't speaking in, you know, just dark sayings. He was pretty straightforward. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm God. You know, mm -hmm. he, he said it straight up a few times. Oh, and so me reading it before, I, it, it never jumped out at me like that. Yeah, it's like, that's what I'm, like, with John, and that's what I'm saying, like, um, like when he's like, yo, He's the water, you know, during the time of the feast. And, you know, every, they, they did the whole ceremony with the water. And he jumps out. He's like, you'll be, I'm, you'll be, I'm the water. If you're thirsty, come drink of me, you know? And it's like, you know, he's feeding them out to, and whatever. And he's like, I'm the bread of life. I'm like, the bread of life. Dog, right. these yeah. things was about life. Like, he's like, you'll be, I want you guys to live. Right. And he's using these things right. that's part of their traditions. Right. They're, these things that they, that's deep-rooted in them. And he's like, I know you're going to understand when I give you this example. Right. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it, it was like, yo, and, and he did that so that they may have life. Right. And I'm like, that's what jumped out to John. Like, because right. John is like, mm -hmm. that's why John starts off, in the beginning was the Word. Right. The Word was with God and the Word was God because he understood all these things that Christ would, was doing right. was to show exactly what you were saying, Marcus, that he's God and he wants you to have life. Right. I think one of the biggest examples was chapter 11 with Lazarus. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Lazarus, that whole episode, right. him taking his sweet time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, everybody's getting upset, and then you know when he gets to um, Martha, and then, you know Jesus, like, like, no, I'm I, the resurrection. Right. Like, who could say that? I think you know before I used to read right. that, and it was like, oh yeah, I'm the resurrection. Right. It's like little Christianese things that you say, but right. when you sit down and think about what he's saying. He's like that that theology that you're thinking about, mm. it's me. Right? I'm the resurrection. Like it I'm the source of all of that. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I'm sitting there and I'm reading it this time, I'm like, yo, this guy, he was saying something. Mm. If you if you're looking at it, yo, this is off the wall. Right. Like the stuff that you're saying, only God can say these things. Yep. You know, only God has the right. No man, no good man prophet has the right to say these things 
and reading it this time, those things were, were jumping at me. You know, the, I'm the bread of life, right? Understanding what bread is. Understanding, you know, that image he was showing them. And this is after he just fed, you know, 5,000 people. Yeah, and I love the same example with um with the uh, when he says I am the light, and that was right during the um time when he was in the temple during the feast of dedication, you know when they were celebrating Hanukkah and it was you know lighting all the candelabras. He was like, and everybody's like, and he was like, Yo, I'm the light. Right. Why are you looking right. at that? Right. 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 I'm the light, and that's one of the things I always love when me and Mike when we whenever we talk, he was like, Yo, Ralph, don't you get it? He never said I'm away to the truth. He said I am the truth. He's like when you tell people, you know. Look for truth. Search for truth. Because I remember when I first, when we were digging and searching, going down the rabbit hole, it always end up at Jesus. Word. He is the truth. He's not a way to. He is the truth. The mm. truth is a person. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the things that, like you were saying, you know, we just, like with the whole Christianese, we, we just throw these words flippantly and, and you know, they don't really pay attention to it and really dig deep and realize what it means, like, the truth is a person. Right. You can hold him. Yeah. You could, you know, you could, you know, have a conversation with him. It's a person. Yeah. And John and he changes you. Yeah. And John says that in the Epistle of First John. You know, he starts off with the, you know, the same Jesus that we we saw, we touched, Touch, we handled. handled. Right. You know, he he says that like, no, Jesus Christ is real. He was like God was really amongst us. He was really here. You know, Emmanuel. He was here. So, you know, it's just um. Like I said, these these things is these things is what's important. Life. Yeah, I mean the other thing I also love, man, is just the humility that that he 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 reveals. And when you read Revelation, which Mike brought brought up last episode, just nineteen, you know how the Lord looks when He comes back the second time. You know, it ain't gonna be the 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 humble dude that He was here and just. You know, I, everything he pointed to the Father, he gave him the glory in everything he did. And even when you think about just standing before Pilate and the fact that he was meek, he wasn't trying to defend himself. And and then to see what he's going to come back like in in, uh, in Revelation, you know, like, I, I just beg anyone listening to, to get to know this Jesus first. <laughs> because if that's the first Jesus that you meet, it's not going to be fun. I mean, me and Marcus, yeah. we joke about that. <laughs> So many times, like people gonna drop dead, <laughs> drop dead. You said? drop dead. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. At the sight of uh, like the power the and the glory, sight, sound. <laughs> I mean, look. sight and sound. No, no they just <laughs> gonna <laughs> hear it. You no, know, the one, the one that Jesus loved felt as if dead before right, his right, feet. Right. So can you imagine some people that don't know him? Exactly. Like you know, we joke about it all the time. Just, just the shock. <laughs> you ever been shocked? <laughs> you ever been shocked to death? Yeah, that's gonna be it. You know what I mean? And we joke about it just like, you know, sometimes we'll be sitting there, we'll be talking and we'll be thinking, we'll look at each other like, yo, you know, like if, like, even if like we're listening to a sermon and, you know, our pastor is preaching and we'll be like, yo, we'll look at each other like, yo, Jesus Christ come, people gonna, <laughs> people gonna be shocked. Mm. They're gonna be shocked to the point of death, but, you know, just coming in power and glory. But that's a great point, Ange, that, you know, he humbled himself. Oh. You know, he humbled himself and um, just think yeah. about the passion and what he went through. You know, um, Ralph went through it. You know, I mean, we're, I'm still traumatized. I don't know about you guys, but it's kind of. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> like I've been silent for a while because I'm like, you know, this is what Jesus Christ, you know, he endured. did. Yeah, he endured 
and he went through so that I wouldn't have to go through it, you know, mm. you know, and that's just, I, every time I think about that, I think about the first time I got saved and the mm. first thing, the first thought that came to mind when I heard the gospel and I understood what Christ did is how unworthy I was. Yeah. Mm. I'm not worthy for every God day. to come and die. Right. For me. Every day I think about that. Man. Right. So, um, another thing, you know, that crossed my mind, you know, during these six months going through the gospel of John, right? living in the year and the time that we're living in and a lot of these social issues, right? The urge to always address things that's happening around us, right? That urge always comes up. Ah, man, we should talk about this. Yo, this is madness. We should talk about this. (laughs) But then, you know, as I thought about it, we address a lot of things going through the scriptures, that deals with social issues that we're going, that's happening right now. Correct. Right. We don't have to, you know, headlock the scripture and and pull it into, to make it fit to what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Right. The stuff that's happening in the world right now has been happening. Mm. Right. And I noticed that going through John, there's a lot of things that we addressed, right. Whether socially, whether politically, Mm -hmm. it popped up and, you know, we, we kind of, hinted at it obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna deviate far from the scriptures because it's, it's about you know it's central right so i'm gonna ask you guys what are some of the things if you recall that we probably went through that is relatable right now in this time right now if you could remember everything man <laughs> i think one of the biggest things that jumped out at me was uh the woman at the well word and what would, what would that deal with? Because the woman at the well, it was definitely dealing with sexism, feminism, and, you know, how women are mistreated, the oppression, how they mm-hmm. look down upon, whether it be, you know, for whatever it is, you know. So that's classism, you know. Racism. Racism. So a all Samaritan. These th- yeah, yeah. So being a Samaritan, you know, how they were looked upon, how they were treated, mm-hmm. uh, how uh, no one wanted to deal with them, how the Jews hated them and all that. So that definitely um, lended to the climate that we're the environment that we live in um, currently, you know, with a lot of these isms that's being thrown around, being mm-hmm. thrown on social media and all these things. Um, and we, and, and he, and Jesus dealt with it. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about how he, he was, dealt with it. He was very humble. Like Anne said, he was his, his humility, you know, the way he spoke to her, how he led her, you know, along just, um, that's what stood out the most, his humility. Yeah. You know, he asked her for a drink of water, like, you know, he sat with her. He was ready to drink with her. Like, it was, like, just thinking about it now, I was like, wow, that was just so amazing. Like, it wasn't aggressive. There was right. no aggression there. There wasn't no you this and you that name calling and putting her down. No, nah, man. He was very humble because, you know, at the end of the day, he wanted to see her have life. But yeah. did did he address it? Did he address the racism, being that she's a Samaritan? I'm a Jew. We're not supposed to talk to each other. Ah. Uh, did he address that? Yeah, he he, he definitely addressed it in terms because mm-hmm. by him by his presence, by yeah. his actions, yeah, he addressed it. And even even when the disciples came to and they were questioned like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. He's like, you, "Um, you're not following the social mores of society. The social mores is that you avoid them." And just the idea that when 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 Ange first said that how he needed to go that way when he first was alluding to right. chapter four, he specifically went that way because he wanted to address the situation. Wow. You know because. Yep. Because they were hated, 
they were mistreated. There was so much racism against them. And it's like, yo, I love her. She's, mm. she's, she's my people. She's human. Mm. So what example did he leave us with? Because I see it. I see he, he addressed it by not even addressing. He didn't right, even acknowledge right, it. Right. Exactly. That exactly. wasn't an issue. Is he didn't come to me and be like, "I know you're a Samaritan, but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna sit here soul. and have a drink of water with you." He's just like, "No, what are you talking about? Yo, this is about eternal life, and this yes. is about your spirit." Yep. Right. And that's exactly what he focused on, even though she saw all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. Even though she was like, "Wait a minute, you're not supposed to be talking to me," right? Or this is not supposed yeah. to be happening. That's what she was focused on, and he was like, Man, he listen, even addressed if you, the question. Yeah, if right. you knew who was chatting with you right now." You'd be asking, you know, you'd be asking different questions. Word. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that he didn't even address that because it wasn't an issue. Yeah, right. for him. And yeah. you know, from I'm thinking about, all right, what am I learning in that? Right? How does Christ deal with those issues? Mm-hmm. Right? And Christ says, "Follow me." So that's how I should deal with those issues. Mm. Right? I'm not supposed to be my my point of view is not supposed to be that of the Samaritan woman. It's supposed to be that of Christ, right? Your soul is what matters. Your soul is what is it's important. It doesn't matter yep. about, you know, no, your skin gender, color, your your, like none of that matters. You know, right? Yes, where you're at, your class, yeah, none of it matters. Yeah, even with Nicodemus, it was the same way, you know, because Nicodemus was like representing, we would say, what, quote, unquote, a political party at that time. Right. And he sat down with him and spoke to him. And again, like you said, he addressed what was important and that was life. Right. That was having eternal life. That was being saved. You know, that was being, uh, that was repenting for his sins. I mean, these are the things that mattered. And, um, you know, Nicodemus, you know, he was coming with his questions, you know, being political. And, you know, I know you a teacher and uh, Nicodemus was a teacher. These, you know, he's looking at it like I got influence. You got influence. I need to, we need to reason and figure this thing out. And Christ is like, nah, man, that's not what matters. You know, again, what matters is eternal life. And. You know, yeah. these, you know, that's, 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 that stood out. Those, those one-on-ones, right. yeah. you know, the Samaritan, Nicodemus, these one-on-ones that he had, these yeah, those were evangelistic the best. moments, you know, they were one-on-one and we're getting like in-depth, you know, a view of the dialogue mm-hmm. between him and um the people. And it's just, yeah. we, we can appreciate that because even as Christians now, we all have those one-on-one right. times with the Lord. You know, in our prayer closets or wh- wherever it may be, where he's just revealing his love to us. You know, and not in a physical where we see him, but in the spiritual where we sense him and we know he's there. And that's why we can relate to these, you know, these situations where he meets these people one on one. Whether you're a believer or a non-believer of Christ, because Nicodemus or the Samaritan woman right. wasn't believers at the time. Right. You know, and it was these were interactions with people who didn't believe. You know, mm. who didn't understand, and he had it with him. So it's not necessarily Christians, but non-Christians, yeah. people who don't understand the word of God. Like, Christ will meet you, you know, if you're Where sincere. You, you know, Nicodemus Correct. wanted to meet him. The, the Samaritan woman had the dialogue with him. She wanted, you know, she was searching. So if you're searching, Jesus Christ will sit down with you one-on-one, and he will have that dialogue with you. The other thing that, um, I guess, the, the social thing you mentioned earlier but in the beginning of the chapter it talks about men loving darkness right and then we the go dar- you say it right and yeah men love in a the, darkness. <laughs> the darkness the darkness <laughs> and then we go through the whole book and see how dope jesus is we see how he shows that he's god and every and then we get to the end and the people chose barabbas 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they why the they chose Barabbas? Because they, they loved the, the darkness. darkness. Barabbas was you know a thief. what I'm saying? He was a thief. He was a murderer. <laughs> I can and you relate, got dog. humble that was Jesus thief. there. And these people were like, kill him. So let's talk yeah. about how he got into that situation. Because your man's in him. My man's in him? <laughs> Yo. That was just another divine appointment between him and Pilate, my man's. I, you know what? I see that as, you know, political. And you know, we, we yeah. can't oh, go. Yeah, see, but see, but you, you can't oh, just say Pilate. you can't yeah. say that yeah. Pilate was political. But when the, the, the woman at the well wasn't political, Jesus overlooked those politics. But now Pilate, you, you all up in those politics now. No, no, no I'm, I'm just talking about how him being a person in power. No, yeah, right? but why does that d- differentiate no, 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 between the, the woman at the well? Exactly. No, I'm not talking about. So why are we addressing I'm, I'm using, it like that? I'm using <laughs> that example with you know things that's happening now, where you have there's people in power in politics with no integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you been like that since and day one. And that causes right. innocent people to get hurt. Get hurt. And you know, if if he was a person that stood up, that had in- integrity and that was willing to stand for the truth, then he would have reacted differently. That's that's my point, right? And mm-hmm. we're we're in yeah, a time where it's highly, everything's politicized. But my point originally was how just going through this book of John, there's so many things mm. that is relatable, and we don't have to twist it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ralph. No, go ahead. Now I was thinking. Um, I think that that's probably stood out in John, the 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 dialogue between him and Pilate. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really got into that. I mean, yeah, me the, the Samaritan woman, Nicodemus. Those are things I've d- delved into a million times. But I think what related so much with right now is how much politics was involved to the point where, even before he died, like I said, this one on one he's having. You know, with the um, you know, with the, the 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 leader at the time, you know, the political leader at the time, and the like you said, he didn't address it, but it was he was always giving everybody an opportunity to come to life, to come to the light. And you see how you said it, um, Ange, how we you know we started off the po- the po- the podcast with just darkness, 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 because we are men, we love darkness. But as Jesus starts to reveal Himself, is light. When he's like, I'm the bread, I'm the water. This, these are things that will make you come to the light. Mm. You know, it's supposed to make you come to the light. So, yes, it started out with darkness, but eventually the whole goal was for people to come to the light. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, Just talking a little bit with that pilot, which, like you said, just digging deeper into it, um, what really stood out to me with that is that the times we live in now, it's, you could see that it was there as well, the postmodernism where when Pilate had the nerve to say, what is truth? Because remember, they just coming from an era of Plato and, you know, Socrates and all these things. Ralph and they were cheating. <laughs> and they were always... Apologetics. Uh, no, no. But, the whole, but the, the whole thing is that they already was questioning truth and saying truth is subjective. You know, there is no such thing as truth. What is truth? And here he is faced with truth, standing in front of truth. If he just waited five more minutes and really sat there and had a conversation with it and just like, instead of dismissing Jesus and not wait, you know, and look into his eyes to see that he was facing truth, he would have realized, because we are in a point where it's not even postmodernism now uh, with, you know, that truth is relative. We're in the era of post-truth. 
this is what they're classifying now. Now it's like, where, you know, whether maybe it is true, maybe it's not, but you know what? I don't care about it. I care about my feelings. So now this is the era we're in now. We're in the era of feelings. 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 But um, I'm looking at that. It's um about how people responded. And I think that's what's important. Yes. Because Nicodemus, you know, whoever he was, he had a one-on-one with Christ. It was about how he responded. Mm-hmm. The Samaritan woman, she had a one-on-one with Christ. It's about how he responded. But with Pilate, I think that's what stands out. Yeah. You know, speaking to what Angie's saying, um, why we're pointing it out, I think it's because how he responded. I mean, that's wh- I think that's what we were kind of pinpointing, like me and Marcus, when we was going through that episode. I mean, I'm um, going through that chapter, and we was like, the Holy Spirit is like revealing it to us more and more. It's about how you respond to when you right. hear truth. Yes. To when you're hearing the word of God. So piggyback. To piggyback off what you're saying, responding to Christ. Amen. Um, let's let's go through that. How did we respond, right? When when did we have that moment of meeting Christ and that response, right? Otherwise, otherwise your testimony. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's keep it. You know, this, talking this about just, our personal testimonies. Yeah, let's get into our personal testimonies, man. This and know, this segment man. is brought is brought to you by <laughs> and oh, man. Right, she's 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 the producer for this segment. But now nah, let's 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 um we don't have to you know write. Uh, I mean, y'all want the filth or you want the filth? You don't have to write War and Peace, you know what but I'm you know you could give us the cliff note version right of because it, it comes PG out version. right. <laughs> Give us the trailer. And, you know, in, in these podcasts, it right. comes out. Like little pieces, little parts of our, who we are kind of comes out. But mm-hmm. let's, let's, you know, since we're talking about, um, you know, responding, obviously all four of us responded so, in the same direction. Right. So, you know. I guess I'll set it off. Set it uh, off, Ange. You know what I'm saying, son? Give him some yo, bars. Yo. And tell, tell him, tell him how Filthy got saved, too. I'm about to tell him how <laughs> Filthy got saved. I, no, no. That's why I have so much grace and compassion for some of these individuals in the story, like Pilot. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, Mike, chill. Mike. I didn't yo, even say you smiling. You got the Kool Aid smile over yeah. there. Like if you know something, Damn, stay saving. What pilot, you know, dog. Yo, but what I'm saying, Augie. What oh, I'm man. saying. Go ahead, Ed. You got the floor, Ed. You got the floor. Listen, like my mom was saved when I was eight, so I was dragged to church my entire life, right? When I was 20, I experienced the world. I went out there and I and for 15 years, I was living like the world. You know, whatever y'all can imagine what that entails. But um, and the Lord would continually, you know, put it in my spirit that one day I would be back to Him. But I was still loving the world, and that's why, like the when I when when I read the pilot story and all those opportunities that the Lord gave him, I don't think it ended there. You know, I'm hoping that I get to see Pilate in heaven just because not because of who he is, because he's a soul, you know, and I care about souls in general. But and I, and I see how the Lord works. And, and, it, and sometimes it could be immediate that you respond to the Lord. Sometimes it takes 15 years. In my case, m- my mom praying ferociously for 15 years. That's when I gave my heart to the Lord. You know, I found myself at a place doing things I didn't think I would ever do. And the, the Lord physically, there was something that I envisioned. And it was at that point where I was broke and I was like, Lord, I need you. And um, 
I spent a couple of hours on my knees, you know, just in, in, in my room, weeping and crying to, uh, to the Lord. And it, that was five years ago. And it was the, the greatest decision I've ever had was to um, to give my, my heart completely to Jesus and, and just give him my life, you know, and obey him. Um, and I would I'm hopefully never turn back. You know, I'm not going to be the Peter dude that, you know, that says, uh, you know, Lord, I die for you. And then he, I'm denying him three times. But um, but yeah, man, that, that's just my personal testimony was just years of falling away and by his grace not giving up on me and him being long suffering and allowing me an opportunity to come back. So that's why I just, you know, I lean more on the, uh, the give these guys a chance and give them grace and compassion. You know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's supposed to jump in. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess, I guess I'll jump in. <laughs> well, my, my, I don't know. I guess, um, grew up, uh, parent grew up Catholic, you know. Um, me and Marcus went to Catholic school together as kids. Like ninety percent of Flatbush. Yeah, <laughs> grew up in a Catholic home, and you know the tradition. You know, Catholics, you know, never read the Bible or whatsoever. Um, just do a whole bunch of catechisms and you know random things, mm. you know, and then go away to college. And then at college, uh, pretty much that's the last thing you think about now. You know, God. That's what. Forget about that. And it became more. Now in college, you know, it's all about money and power. You mm-hmm. know, I came here because grew up in the hood, and I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of living with roaches, and uh, you know what I'm saying. So I want money and power. Mm-hmm. So that was my that was my God. So um, and that was what, and and I remember just events and events that happened through college, and then you know, uh, messing with the wrong crowd, you know, fooling around, women here and there, and boys partying, you know, the whole typical clubbing. To a point where I did get down, where I reached a point where I was like, yo, there got to be something more. I, you know, then I started searching. And with the searching, ended up going to whole lots of conspiracy. Because this is when the internet first jumped off. Mm. The World Wide Web. And I, I was remember. hearing about, you know, when it was like the barcode is the 666, you know. The big bar, the little bar. So, in that search ended up in, you know, um, searching uh in all false religions, ended up in all sorts of cults, you know, five percenters. I dealt with them for a minute, you know, mm. yo, I'm God. You know, what's the mathematics for the day? So <laughs> messed with that for a little bit, you know, the um whatchamacallit? The after that, then the other big cult. <laughs> it's not a big cult. It's a big cult to you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The other the other cult, you know, the black Hebrew Israelites. Right. You know, um, which was which I think was I think that was probably at the lowest point mm. because they gave you, you know, a form of godliness but denying the power of thinking and it was all man, it was all self-centered, it mm. was all based on me and flesh and the things that it was so easy to fall into because it was totally racist. It was um, feeding um, my hatred. Um, it was feeding my fleshly desires. You know, mm-hmm. it catered to it. Mm-hmm. Um, with And with all of that, same thing. Um Thankfully, you know, the, the saving grace was that because of all the false prophecies, you know, which you guys have similar things, um, um, is that is that 2000 period. Right. Mm-hmm. 2000 period came and, you know, we believed that Jesus Christ was coming back and it didn't come back. And I already at that time, you know, already different women, different children. Mm. And um, 
and I was like, yo, this is this is just hectic or whatever. And then fast forward, ended up, you know, going to med school or whatever, and then um, being in a relationship. And uh, when I reached the point where I thought I finally made it, you know, after med school and, you know, I've reached this pinnacle, you know, I was, I've gotten, you know, in one of the most elite, you know, fellowships, you know, the, one of the most highly desired positions in medicine, you know, um, and I thought I had it all and it still was empty, you know, and then in that emptiness, um, I started searching again and I remember me and Marcus started talking and he told me, he, he told me about the, um, know thy enemy. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. That was a great series. Yeah, Yo, that was the series that got all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so Marcus called me, me and I have a conversation. He said, "Yo, man, you haven't checked out Know Thy Enemy." And I think that time the Lord was already working him. And I was like, and I and me at the time with my girlfriend and um, Karen, we were just we were watching it, and he was saying a lot of great things. He was bringing out the gospel, but uh, I I didn't get it. But mm -hmm. I was like, this makes sense, right. you know, showing showing you know. Um, so in the middle of all all that in that search. Um, we decided to, you know, search for a church. And then, you know, Marcus, yeah, Marcus and Mike, you guys invited me. And um, in that process, and that was the first time I actually heard the gospel. That's the first time I heard that I was a sinner and that I'm no good. Um, I can't do anything to save myself, no matter how much money and how much degrees I have. Um that means nothing because if I die and go to hell, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. So, and I just remember when I finally, you know, when the pastor, you know, made an altar call and said, yo, do you want Jesus? And I gave my life to Christ. I just remember that whole week. That week was just like, it's like the Lord was just showing me all the people that was in my life that actually were saved, but kept me from going too far. When I was in college, when I was in med school, when I was in residence, it's like he was always there jarring at me and you know when i wanted to go berserk in the, in the clubs or whatever there was always a dude that was like nah don't do that you know yeah. so it was his voice that kept me and he showed me that um that whole week he was like yo that was me that was me and i just remember a whole week of just crying and he was just revealing himself to me how he was always there mm. and he just wanted me to just open my eyes and just so you know show that yo i need to submit my my will my emotions and my intellect give it all to him you know and the biggest part was my intellect because i thought that was my god he's like yo my brains i think i'm all that but he was like nah you ain't you're nothing mm. you need me mm -hmm. and that's when i realized that i got to give it all to him uh, you know similar to ralph you know obviously we we grew up together um went to catholic grade school catholic high school was kind of always around God and always around this idea of religion, but never knowing the gospel, mm -hmm. right? Never knowing the truth. And, you know, growing up, always having a, a desire, right? But then if it's not in truth, it's going to lead you to other things, right? right. So you got to try to do it um, based on your own strength, right? Or you got to feed your um, ego. You got to mm -hmm. feed your... Uh, your strength through the color of your skin, right? So ending up in different cults, yeah. same black uh, Hebrew Israelite cult. And, you know, just going through, you know, just the craziness of life. Um, but what, what what's really crazy, what I realize is like, you know, Bible's everywhere, right? 
always around the idea of God, but never knowing who he is, mm. never knowing what he did. And, you know, similar to Ralph, right? Same, same thing, same trajectory, except, you know, he's way smarter than me. <laughs> Not at and all. And he went to medical school. Smarter than the average bear. So <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't go that route, but we grew up together. Right, same neighborhood, same environment, and we ended up in the same things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy, the search, right? Search for yeah. truth, you know, um, the Illuminati, oh. <laughs> and searching, going down these rabbit holes. And I, I noticed every time I went down the rabbit hole, I always ended up at Christ. Right? I always, mm-hmm. it was weird. I, I'll, I would be watching a, a documentary about aliens. Right. <laughs> Just weird, oh, aliens and these people are getting abducted and all this craziness. And then at the end, it turns around and then Chuck Missler pops up. And Chuck <laughs> Missler talk, starts talking about, you know, angels and demonic entities. And I end up at Christ. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm. So, but I was always searching. You know, I, I, I reached a point where I was always looking. And, you know, I was just mentioning this earlier. I was at work on the computer. And, you know, just looking something up. And then I read the gospel for the first time. I'm probably in my 30s or something. <laughs> and I read the gospel and I was like, brand new. I read John 3.16. I could recite John 3.16, but I did not understand John 3.16. Yeah. So for the first time, that made total sense to me. And I was like, no, it cannot be that simple. Mm. I was like, this can't be true. It's too simple. You mean I just have to believe in the work of Jesus Christ and I'll have eternal life? Even though I read it, right, John 3, 16, it never clicked. I never understood it. And it was just a random day on a random browser doing a random search looking for something and uh, um, the gospel hit me. And I clicked the little button and that's the day I got saved. And from that day on, you know, I was seeking seeking Christ and truth, right? Now it was, it was more Bible-based. Right? Let me listen to guys that speak about the Bible, right? I started listening to, you know, you know the Chuck Misslers and then eventually found Calvary stuff and then just started growing um, in the Lord. And, and I remember, you know, I was in a relationship back then um, with a girlfriend living Right. In this up and down tumultuous relationship that was, you know, like this cycle, you know, get together, break up, get together, break up and make a long story short. This last major breakup we had, you know, oh, I'm out of here. Da, 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 da. And it got to the point where it was like, listen, this is not going to work unless we get some counseling. Right. And he's like, all right, let's get some some Christian counseling. All right. We got to find a church. All right. Whatever. You know, got on the computer because you know, computers computers are pretty dope. You can get a lot of information <laughs> on computers. But you got to be careful. If they're re- if they're it's dangerous right, too. Man. So, yeah. you know, I got on the computer and I looked up, you know, Calvary because I like Calvary verse by verse. You, you got to read everything. And the crazy thing is I searched for a Calvary months before and didn't find it. It didn't pop up in the search engine. Mm. But this time it popped up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at two young adults uh, living in sin, living together. Um, going through a crazy back and forth relationship because we didn't understand the role of a man and a woman. We didn't understand why God created marriage. Right? We were just following whatever the world did. 
right? So, you know, and this was the, but before that, right? Before this whole, uh, let us go to church to try to fix our relationship, there was always this seeking God, right? Listening to different sermons, you know, I'm in the crib, I'm on the train just, just listening. So the day that we went, right, that Sunday, because I'll never forget it, we walked in, we sat down. The sermon was about relationships, was about marriage. Mm. And this is, uh, you know, verse by verse. So what are the odds that on the day that we go to church, the sermon will be about marriage, man and woman, mm. and relationships, right? So ever since that Sunday, we started going to church. We started bringing our families to church and you know, that's when our lives started changing. And then a year later, we got married. And then, you know, the Lord's just been walking with us since. But growing up, you know, 30 years, nothing. I didn't, I didn't know the gospel. Mm. I thought I knew. Mm. Right? I didn't know the truth. Yeah, I, I let's see it. Yeah, man, it's about how we respond. That's the, that's the number one thing. I mean, I grew up with you guys, so... I mean, I don't want to repeat the same story. <laughs> My story is kind of similar the same way, you know, just being around God. I always knew that there was more out there. I'm talking about since I was 10. I remember I remember being in my house. My next door neighbor, he used to go to church and um, we was all on the block. And I remember him saying that, you know, you want to be on the block. You want to chill with us. You got to go to church with me. And I remember him saying that. And I was like, all right, cool. And I remember being young, I, I forgot how old I was, maybe 10, 11, or 12, something like that, but putting on my clothes and just going to church, like my whole house, my whole household, my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, just home, but me getting up, going to church, and I was just doing it because I knew it was the right thing to do. I didn't understand God, I didn't understand the gospel, but I always knew that um, if God says do something, do it, and that's, that's, that's just how I was, because I always had that side, and you know, later on, um, you know, my brother got into the cult and, you know, he shared, you know, he shared the, 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 that doctrine with me. And, you know, the, the thing that hit me is that, you know, Jesus Christ is coming back before the year 2000. And I was like, it's 1996. I ain't got a lot of time. I got to get things in order. So I was like, all I got is four years before I meet my maker. All right, let's, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do. So, you know, just being young at that time, I was 14, but I, it was just a desire for God. You know, I was, I, I always knew and I always understood that God would come back, that one day I would have to face God. And even if it, the doctrine was off, that that was the desire that one day I got to meet God. So I have to be right. You know, I have to be in order before I meet him. So, you know, at 14 years old, as, as other kids is in high school, you know, going to hooky parties and joining the football team and cheerleading and living their adolescent life, I'm getting myself ready for God, you know, and I'm spending that four years of my life just, you know, it, it was madness, you know, it was all lies, but that's what I felt I had to do. I had to follow the laws, you know, that's what was being preached, that these are the laws of God, and if you follow them, you're going to make it to heaven. So I was like, all right, that makes sense, so let's do it, and that's what I did. And, you know, like 2000 came, um, thank God there was no Kool-Aid. Hey, <laughs> Right in front of the camera. Wow. <laughs> nah, keep it, man. That's natural. But um, you know, um, you know, it's it's uh it's 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 um two thousand comes and goes and 
you know, like I said, thank God there was no Kool-Aid because I really <laughs> believed that the UFOs was going to come and take me. You know, it was straight Heaven's Gate without the Kool-Aid. So, yeah. you know, 2000 came and went and still after it, it left, I still was holding on for a year because I was like, there's no way Jesus Christ is not coming back. I'm reading it in the Bible, but just not with understanding. You know, I'm seeing it in Revelations. I'm seeing, I mean, in Revelation, Ah, I went so many episodes <laughs> and I didn't do it and I finally did it. Revelations. Revelations. <laughs> but, you know, reading reading the Bible and look at Phoebe. <laughs> just, <laughs> reading the Bible mm. and, um, you know, seeing it and just like, um, you know, I was still holding on. I was like, nah, I read it in the word of God that Jesus Christ is coming back and he's going to come back. But, you know, after, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003, these years start to go by, you realize, man, life, yo, where's this Christ that you said is coming back? You know, but, you know, deep down inside, I, I knew Jesus Christ was coming back, but it's like, I don't know when, I, maybe we was wrong, we don't know the day or the time, let me go live my life. I already done gave up, you know, X amount of years of my life for this, for waiting for Christ's return, and it didn't happen, and now you're disappointed. You know, so now you start to realize, man, maybe I was wrong. You know, maybe Jesus Christ is coming back, but maybe not, not now. So, you know what? Let me go live my life. So you start to live your life and you go into the world fully, you know, and you start just doing things of the world. Because, you know, when you when we were in the cult, we were antisocial. You know, we were we wasn't you know, we was doing all the madness, but you wasn't just like all out in the world. We was living by the laws, basically. You know, we believe that. You know, we were the Jews and we had to follow the laws. But after 2000 came and went, it was like, man, laws, schmores. I'm going to go live. <laughs> so now you're just living out there reckless and just like everybody else, you know, just the partying, the drinking, the fornication, you know, stealing. You know, I was a thief. You know, that's what I did. And, you know, after a while, it starts to become empty. Just the cycle of over and over and over and over again. You know, it's just this cycle and it's this emptiness because it's it's not real. You know, none of it is real. And after a while, I got to a point where I was just like, it has to be more. You know, I started to feel like how I felt when I was a teenager again. Like, nah, man, there has to be more. You know, and and at that time, I was going through a lot of spiritual warfare. You know, a lot of spiritual warfare, having nightmares at night, can't sleep. And at that time, you know, I knew that the battle that I was going through was spiritual. And I remember going to my dad at the time, and my dad, you know, I grew up watching my dad pray all day. You know, he's a Catholic, he's Catholic but th those things that he had, I remember seeing my dad 3, 4 in the morning. I could wake up, and I'd see my dad praying. Mm -hmm. You know, I always knew that. So my dad was like, yo, you got to pray. So at that time, because of the spiritual warfare that the Lord allowed to happen to go in my life, you know, I know some of you guys are, what do y'all call it, sleep paralysis? When you're sleeping and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you feeling you're being held down and, huh? and demons. So I, at, at that time, I was going through this spiritual warfare and, and um, you know, I, I, I knew, you know, I needed to go to God. And, you know, I started reading the Bible and praying, but that was just to get rid of what I was going through, that spiritual warfare I was going through. And I remember just being just at a very low point in my life, just nothing really made sense. And seeking God and I remember um um every Friday I used to just go um and 
you know, go contend the word with a group of guys, you know, a group of guys in a barbershop. And I remember doing that for like a year, year and a half, just contending the word. And um, one night, you know, um, one of the dudes, he came to me, he was like, yeah, Jesus is God. And I was like, Jesus is what? Nah, Jesus ain't God. He's the son of God. And he was like, yeah, he's the son of God. But, you know, there's a trinity. And I remember, you know, another guy there, he was like, yeah, you don't know about the trinity? And I was like, the trinity? What's that? And for a guy who who was so proud of knowing the word of God and thought he knew God, that was the first time I realized I didn't know something mm. and I was stuck. So that night I went home and I was, and I sincerely went to the Lord and I was like, what is this Trinity? What is this God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy? I don't understand this, but I sincerely prayed to God and I was like, Lord, if it's real, show it to me. And I just opened up the book and I started reading. And I started digging and digging. And I said, I would not leave my room until I understand. If it's false, then I'm going to understand that it's false. If it's true, I'm going to understand that it's true. But I'm not leaving, Lord, until you give me the answer. And I stood in my room the whole night and just digged. And the Lord, he revealed himself to me. And I remember leaving my room that day and just like, wow. If I was wrong about that, what else have I been wrong about God my whole life? And it just rocked my whole foundation about all the stuff that I learned from, you know, uh, being a Lutheran, being a Hebrew Israelite, being all of that. Like, I threw it all away. Because I was like, if I was wrong about that, then I could be wrong about everything. And I knew I had to start over. And I sincerely went to God and said, God, I need you to teach me. I need you to reveal these things to me. And ever since then, just little, I remember calling Marcus. Oh, this is the best part. I remember calling Marcus and I'm like, yo, man, yo, the Trinity and he was like, yeah, you don't know about the Trinity? Yeah, John 3, 16. And he saved at the time. <laughs> and this is a guy I talk to every day. You see, Christians, this is why you got to share your, your, your testimony and, and the gospel. I'm talking to this guy every day about everything else. Hey, man, I was a baby Christian. <laughs> and I'm like, you know about the Trinity? He's like, yeah, the Trinity, da-da-da. And he told me, you know, it was crazy. Me and him, we, we was like, you know, two peas in a pod. And at that time, we were both searching at the same time. It's just how the spirit had it. And he was like, yeah, I'm listening to all these different um, sermons and such and such. So I was like, I remember going to his house like the next day and grabbing, I think I had a hard drive and I dumped everything he had in his computer. Everything, because there wasn't streaming back then. It had to be downloads. So I remember grabbing everything and putting it in there. And I remember sitting there with my, my um, what was it, the iPod at the time, and just listening, listening, listening. And I remember listening to a sermon um, from a pastor, Joe Foch, from CC Philly. I'll never forget it. I was in my room, and he was going through Luke, and he broke down the crucifixion. And at that moment, I was like, wow, I don't deserve you know, Jesus Christ, I don't deserve what he did. For, like, I wasn't worthy of that. And I remember that. Mm. And I broke down. And the amazing thing about it is I felt so condemned, but God's spirit, all I felt was love. Mm. I was like, I'm sh I should be going to hell. Like, I deserve hell. The way I was living, the things I was doing to the people around me, stealing, lying. And I was like, I deserve hell. But at that moment, all I felt was God is love. And I, and at that moment, I felt God as my father. And from then on, you know, it was, you know, I, I, I'm going through a sanctification process to this day. But I'll never forget that at that time I was born again and I was part of God's family. I felt like, yeah, God is my father. And 
nobody could take that away from me. And that's 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 been my testimony since. Amen. Amen. Yeah, be I, I could listen to testimonies. Well, oh, that's what we're gonna be doing in the heavens, right? Nah, be in the Telling heavens. Telling each other, I'm sure you heaven, go. You gonna be looking for pilot? Yeah, I'm gonna be looking for pilot, and he's gonna be right there waiting for me. You be like yo said. You gonna be searching that, that same grace that that Mike felt when he was looking for the Lord. I felt it too, boy. Nah, be. Yeah. You be like yo, Andrew, where you going? I'm looking for pilot. Right, be, he's over there. Go check over there. You about to be looking for? I'm gonna be like, <laughs> see why? Go by the East Gate. <laughs> not there. Go to the Northern Gate. <laughs> I'm going to be like, holy, holy, Nah, 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 nah. Holy. You can't worship in heaven now. <laughs> Why well, I can't nah. worship? Not because you don't like to worship here, son. That's all heaven is about. So then get, so why don't you get nah, practice over here, I'm bro? I'm working here, B. I was sent nah, to, uh, bro. Go. <laughs> go. I'm not letting you into the worship events in heaven, bro. You know I'm gonna be running those joints. Yo, this guy, this guy, yeah, this. You ain't gonna have no tickets. This guy think he's gonna sit at the left and the right hand. <laughs> you, you know, you know who was running it before. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you heard what happened to the guy that was running it before, right? You heard the guy. You heard about the old worship leader. Watch, watch, <laughs> your, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Yo, you, you know the, you know what happened to the old worship leader, dog. He yeah. got kicked, he got kicked out. Oh, oh, you talking about kicking people out? No, no, I, I say I wasn't letting you win. I ain't saying nothing about kicking nobody out. Nah, nah, nah. But um, all jokes aside, you know, I, you know, I pray that these short, you know, little tests. I mean, we could go into crazy details, but yeah, um, maybe another time if the spirit brings it out. But I, I pray that it it helps somebody that's listening. Like we've. Amen. We've been through crazy, crazy things, and it was by the grace of God that we, you know, sitting here in the, the mini, mini mansion. The mini, the mini mansion. The mini mansion. Not mini, many. And we're able to share, man, and and we have our our wits, we have our our senses, we have our families, we have our children, and you know, God has blessed us. Um, so you know, I pray that um, us sharing is, you know. Whatever it's worth, I, I pray that it helps somebody that might be in a cult, that might be, you know, in a situation where they're feeling empty, that might be chasing a false god. Um, you know, Jesus is there, you know, and if he he did it for us, mm. he he'll do it for you. And you know, again, that's why we come together and we share the word and we read, and we um, go through the word. Uh, and it's been our privilege to, you know, go through this season, go through this gospel together. Uh, it changed me, and I, I could, I think I could speak for you guys also, right? It changed each and every one of us going through it. Word. We pray that it it changes somebody out there, you know, draw them closer, bring them near to Christ, and you know, hopefully we could uh, do it again. Right. Yeah, see, this has been dope, man. It's, yeah, Mike, Mike, can't wait for season two. See what, what? The, see what the Lord does with season Yo, two. Yo, B, nah, yeah. dog, it's over. <laughs> Yo, B, I can't wait for Rapture. Yeah, I can't mm. wait for season two. For real. <laughs> Every morning I, I pray for Rapture. Word up, dog. I'm obsessed with today, the Lord. So, so how about here's today. the deal? Here's here's the deal. If if the Rapture doesn't happen, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I don't want to say. Don't talk that talk in here. The Rapture's happening. No, no, no. If the Rapture doesn't happen tomorrow. 
we'll we'll think about we'll, we'll how about how about if we pray yeah man. about doing the season two nah man i'm no, praying no, listen, for the rapture if we get after after, after rapture, we pray rapture, for the rapture, rapture, rapture. No, 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 this is how we're gonna do it rapture, we, rapture, yo, rapture, rapture. yo let me speak bro Yes. Appreciate you, Fil- bro. You know I love spoke, you, yeah, Yo, if we get 100 emails, oh. we will come back. No, and 100 emails from different emails. Yeah, you're gonna get a. Scam. I don't want to get one person sending us 100 send emails. Them, tell them your email address. Wait up. They no. look up to Let you. It, yeah, send them yeah. to you. <laughs> Seriously, we get 100 emails. We coming back. What? If we get 98 emails, we're not coming back. Mm. Yo, dog. yo, don't send. Yo, this guy's collecting email addresses and he's gonna spam me. <laughs> yo, I'm sending them. <laughs> which camera? Which camera are we on? Promotional items. Don't son. send no. E- no send no. <laughs> sending them links, links to buy my he, album. He's selling them. He's, he's selling all those email addresses to China. <laughs> yeah. Send oh, to China. <laughs> yo, yo, man. Yeah. Yo, 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 we G- jokes. Jesus jokes. is dope, yo, man. Jesus jokes. is dope. Listen, man. <laughs> the word of God is dope. Listen, y'all, Read it, man. y'all worried about chapter. I'm rapture. I'm rapture, <laughs> yo, rapture, rapture, rapture. What, y- what y'all think about these cameras? We should continue with these cameras or what? I mean, it's already here, man. Yeah, Ralph spent a lot of money on them cameras. Yeah. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Don't be. <laughs> so, somebody asked me earlier if this was expensive podcast. I'm like, no. I ain't spent no money. <laughs> You wanna you wanna chase mammy? You wanna chase mammy? You want power and money? You want power and money? <laughs> money, power, respect. Money, power, and respect. That's what uh, your life yeah, is about. Nah, but we joke, we joke around. Don't take Jesus. don't don't take us serious. Take the word serious, man. We we clowns. Yeah, we yeah, just we, some we just some average Joes, man, who yeah. like to read the Bible together. Yeah, we're fallen men. We fallen men. Right we just up, trust bro. in Jesus. He's yeah. our rock and our foundation. That's it. We I mean, all, I, we all filthy. Yeah, man. I'm better than these three, but I'm just. Man, it is what it is. I keep telling you, he think he's gonna sit at the left and the right. That's the yeah, I'm gonna be in the front. front. And, and just have me. a big crown. Yeah, I'm gonna have a big old crown, baby. He's gonna have the helicopter. Hat <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time Ange come, on, you gonna hear? Price is gonna be like, oh, big crown, man. Oh man. <laughs> you wanted a big crown, right? <laughs> so what you say when he throws it out gonna reach his feet? <laughs> He's gonna throw it, it's gonna just loop around and come right back to his head. <laughs> like, like a boomerang. It's a boomerang. Yeah. Got a bo- the little helicopter oh. thing's gonna spin around. He's gonna be like, I'm trying to throw it to Christ. <laughs> yeah. And Christ is just gonna look at you like, yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You see, and everybody's uh, like, "Yo, you always picking on Ange." Yo, B, he they, sets himself. Yo, they up. picking yo, on me, said, bro. Ah, y'all see now, y'all see. Y'all, now what, y'all see what did I do? Y'all see it now. What did I do? He sets himself. I'm glad. Up. I'm glad. Yo, yo, just I didn't do anything, guys. He sets himself up, man, all the time. Babe. It never fails, dog. Never fails. Uh, but yeah, God is good. Um, I mean, it's just again, like you said, it's been a privilege. It's been a blessing. Um, yeah, man. Don't look at us, you know. This is yeah, the nah. reason we do it is so that yeah. people could, honestly we do it so that people could just open up the word of God. Yeah. You know, that's that's, that's 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 our it. encouragement. We don't want you to um think that, you know, you go into church that you're saved, that you're good with God because you pop up every Easter or you <laughs> pop up every Christmas it's or Good Friday, you know, and um nah man, just open up the word of God and and, and the word is gonna transform you, the word is gonna give you life. The word is going to sanctify you. The word is going to keep you. Just And that's why we went through the book of John. In the beginning was the word. The word was um was with God. The word was God. You yeah. know, and that's the, 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 
that that is our desire that you open up the word of god and you read it because it's the word of god that's going to do the work yeah and i also want to add like you, you the one caveat is that always when you if, when you're following us you know listening to us you know acts 17 10 and 11 Bereans. Be Bereans. Amen. Don't take anything we say. Because we be wrong all the <laughs> time. Because we are wrong majority of times. Word Go up. to the word yourself and let the Holy Spirit teach you. You know, mm-hmm. let him teach you. Amen. You know? All right, man. I think I think uh, that's about it. That's all, folks. Yeah, yeah man. You yeah, know? man. Until so. the rapture. Amen. You praying Amen. or no? You praying. You praying. I'm bro. praying. Yeah, you yeah. out front, right? All right, man, let's do this. Okay, I'm happy. He, he wanted to pray, too. <laughs> he wanted to worship, but... Go yeah, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just... No, 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 no. Spit some bars, man. What, you want to worship? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, That's it. early <laughs> in the morning, my song shall rise. See, that's why I told you that's it, because you don't know the song. <laughs> I know the song. You just Yo. messed me up. <laughs> he always knows it. Well, he, he always knows it. it. He always right, knows it. All right. Pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just are grateful for this opportunity to come together and just to uh, to wrap up this beautiful book of John that you have blessed us with, Lord. And um, we are grateful uh, for eternity, Lord. We will forever be grateful for the word that you've given us um, for you. And, um, Lord, we look forward to seeing your beautiful face on that that great day where you come for for us, Lord. But until then, we will continue to uh, abide in you and uh, obey you and, uh, Lord, make disciples of all men. So, Father, bless those who are watching and listening, Lord, and may you touch them and um, reveal yourself to them in a special way tonight. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.